Hi, and welcome to Joyful Projects. Hey, I'm Paul Armstrong, and we're on episode 23. Okay, so if this is your first time, you might want to go back to episode number one. This is a series. But here's what we've been doing for, for all this time is we've been taking Sunday's message and moving into Monday's mission. What's Monday's mission? Monday's mission is when we're trying to transform what is just an idea into a reality, okay, to make that idea real, what we call projects. And what we're doing is is really taking a lesson, not from the project management books, but from the best book of all time, okay? And so we've been on this journey, and here we are, episode 23. We're on on what's called learn, okay? Remember, this is ideal, I-D-E-A-L. And there's been three parts to every one of those letters, and now we're on L, we're on the last letter. And last episode, we talked about lifting up, about the need for thanking and celebrating and recognizing and rewarding. Now we're on learning, learning. You know, have you ever been doing a job and you thought, boy, I really wish the person ahead of me had left some notes behind? Have you ever thought, boy, it feels like I'm I'm inventing stuff, I'm having to do stuff that we've already figured out before? Well, guess what? Now you're the leader. Now you're the leader. You can change the future. You can make it so that others aren't saying that. That when they look back, they can take a look at this project that you've done in an ideal way and they can start where you left off. They don't have to recreate, relearn, reinvent, rediscover. They don't have to do that because you left them a way to learn from what you did. So what sort of tools would we do to do that? Well, yeah, we're on the last letter. So so hopefully, you know, if you when you go through this ideal approach, you look at I-D-E-A-L because we are at the last letter. But Really, some of these you want to set in place early on, and we do talk about that early on. So let's take a look. One, there's something called a retrospect. Retrospects are, they come in various flavors. The simplest flavor is, is what the Army invented. It was called an after-action review, AAR. That is something that after a specific evolution, okay, let's say uh, you did some planning, you did some scheduling. Okay, right after that, you step down, you, you pull the group together and it's basically a, a very polite, but kind of a no-holds-barred conversation where you're saying, you know, when we went into this, I thought it would look like this. I thought it would sound like that. I, you, you put out your assumptions and you say, but this is what ended up being. So what you're really doing is reflecting on what happened that was different than your expectation or assumptions going in. And in that, it's very open and and it's surprising what you can learn from that after action review. A retrospect is something that's actually scheduled beforehand. It it would probably best be that, let's say you were doing the phase gate approach. So at the end of every phase of the project, you would stop and say, okay, what's gone well? What went differently than we expected? And making those notes, like why did it go well? What tools did we use? What what sort of events did we, we have in place? And when things didn't go as expected, okay, well, how did you recover? How did you learn from it? That'd be a retrospect. Another cool tool would, is the simplest of all. You as a leader, keep a diary every day. Just write your thoughts. You know, in this day and age, you know, we have a lot of tools where you can kind of send notes to yourself, send notes to others. <laughs> Maybe you just need to put them in a binder. Maybe you just need to put them in a file. That's one of the most powerful at all because it's your reflection on the day and one of the pre-printed items on the page would be 
what happened today that didn't go the way you thought it might go? Either way better, way worse, way, <laughs> way unusual. And that allows you to open learning. Then another cool way, another cool way to do this, and this actually, we've seen it done in the world, but there's a great book out there. It's called The Soul of the New Machine, written by Tracy Kidder. It's pretty old now, but basically what that company did and what Tracy Kidder was, was an embedded journalist. Now, this is this is such a wonderful, cool idea, because here you could take maybe, maybe someone who's an intern, someone who has a, a very fresh perspective, maybe seeing a project for the first time. And they don't have to be one of the technical experts. So yeah, they have to understand the jargon in a way, yeah. <laughs> you at least have to be able to spell the words, right? And that person basically writes the story from their sort of distanced, objective, fresh perspective. And in there, when you write the story, but you see the, the effect not just of the mechanics of the project, the costs and the schedules and the changes in specifications, you see the team dynamics. And wow, wow, you know, it's why that book is is such an award-winning book because it opened up and it took something that was highly technical and it showed how much each of us, the, the gifts that we bring to bear, our humanity, actually has such a huge effect on the actual outcome. So there you have it. A couple tools of the trade, retrospects, taking a notebook, after action reviews, an embedded journalist. All ways that all along you can capture the learnings. Because believe me, if you try to just do it at the end, I know, I know. Okay, this is L. It's at the end of the, the word ideal. But if you only do this at the end, you're going to learn like the last couple weeks worth. Okay. Because our brains have a hard time looking back over if this was a project that lasted for months. Has a hard time looking back. So you want to embed these things ideally to be occurring throughout the project. And if you didn't, then yeah. This is where you sit down and you write your own thoughts. And you just look at that, your notes from the mechanics of the project. You know, you go back and look at those curves. What took me by surprise? What was more awesome than I thought it would be? What was more troubling than I thought it would be? What was more difficult than I thought it would be? And how did we look at it? Because that's where the learning was. Because you went in there with the assumptions of a professional, right? And so therefore, you already brought sort of the textbook stuff to bear. The real learnings is this wasn't wasn't in the textbook. (laughs) This is what we learned. You want to pass it on. That's your gift. This is interesting. When When we look at scripture... We have a beautiful example, beautiful example of how powerful it is to learn after the events. And it's really in, it's in Luke 24, the resurrection has occurred. This is now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet 
powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Wow. It's the most important learning of our lives, isn't it? Understanding Jesus, the fulfillment of the scriptures. The fulfillment of the scriptures, not the replacement, the fulfillment of the scriptures. Wow. It, it's so beautiful when these disciples, you know, they're, they're humble enough to know, boy, we weren't listening. And wow. When we, when we were blessed by Jesus to put it all together, it, it puts the world in a whole new perspective. Well, Jesus' message puts our lives in a whole new perspective, right? Puts our whole, whole lives, and it is true. You know, it's a wonderful line. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Jesus knows us perfectly well. Here he had gone, all of his ministry, explaining what would happen. And, but there is this human piece of us that sometimes does not rely on faith, does not rely on belief. And now in the, in the post-resurrection reality, those same words take on an entirely new meaning a new life. And in a small way, we can we can follow this beautiful, amazing, life-changing example of Jesus. And in a small way, help it make a difference in other people's lives by saying, we went into it believing this. And here's how we went through this journey. And now that it's over, and we look back on it, 
wow, this is what made a difference. This is what made it better. Better. This is really what it changed our entire approach. To be able to share that with others. Because you know, as you look back and reflect on it, that you see the world in a different light. A better light. And now's your opportunity. Pass that gift forward. So you want to learn yourself, but better yet, you want to serve others with that learning. You want to be able to open up the way for them to enable joy and engage excellence on the next project. You take care. This has been great. Hey, next episode will be the last part of Ideal. And then we're just going to have an episode or two after that. You know, it's kind of neat because next one will be episode 24. Sort of a great number to end on. But I think we're going to go for a couple more. So I just want to pull it back together. Again, remember that I am taking sort of the, the nuts and bolts of this from the book I wrote called Lead the Ideal Project. What I'd love is if you reach back out to me and you can respond back through my website, enablingjoy.com. You could also reach back to me through my corporate website, enthusapprove.com. It's a lot easier to spell enablingjoy.com. Let me know how this maybe has helped you. Maybe I'll jot it all down and put it into a different notebook, one that can better help us reflect on taking Sunday's message into Monday's mission. All righty. Hey, this has been awesome for me. I love taking this journey with you. I hope it's been awesome for you. 